Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. The Elite Eight will become the Final Four this weekend in the NFL playoffs. As Panthers owner David Tepper and new head coach Matt Rule, formerly of Temple and Baylor, and 20 of the last 21 years in the college football ranks, as Tepper and Rule continue their bromance all week long after that trip to Waco to visit with the Rule family and the press conference back in Charlotte earlier this week. You know the matchups. Vikings at Niners tomorrow. Titans at Ravens tomorrow. On Sunday, it'll be Texans at Chiefs. It'll be Seahawks at Packers. We have a lot of NFL in play for you. What NFL player will be under the most scrutiny this weekend? I believe it's Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Yes, he will be the NFL MVP. But he was really bad last year at this time in what to this point is his only postseason start as an NFL quarterback. Ravens were bounced by the Chargers around this time last year. Yes, he's a new and improved version of himself, but he will certainly be under scrutiny. His haters, the skeptics, his critics will be watching closely as the Ravens host the Titans tomorrow night. What NFL head coach will be under the most scrutiny or pressure this weekend? How about Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid? He's at home. He's supposed to win. He has last year's MVP Patrick Mahomes healthier again at quarterback. He has one of two or th the two or three best teams in the NFL behind maybe the Ravens. He's the sixth winningest winningest head coach in NFL history, but he's never won the Super Bowl. And his only trip to the Super Bowl was way back in 2004 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy Reid and Lamar Jackson aren't the only ones under scrutiny this weekend, but they will be in the crosshairs if they or their teams don't perform well. NFL front and center, we welcome you on our statewide platform here in the great state of North Carolina as we come at you live in almost 300 cities and towns. We welcome you to what we call Free For All Friday. I have the NFL front and center. Number two on my agenda is college basketball. Two of the top four teams in the nation go head-to-head -head tomorrow. Closer to home, UNC basketball's forever streak against the Clemson Tigers is at stake at the Smith Center. You didn't think the Heels would lose back-to-back home games to Georgia Tech and Pitt, did you? Well, that happened. And the Heels are barely above 500 at 8-7. and Y'all know Roy Williams, the Hall of Famer, called it the least gifted team of his 17 as the head coach in Chapel Hill. The Clemson Tigers are not very good this year. They're only 7-7. Seven and seven. They might only have one or two players on their roster that you would want on your team. However, and we don't get to say this often, the Tar Heels aren't very good either. And they, especially with Cole Anthony still hurt, may have only one or two guys you would want on your roster as well. Meanwhile, Wake Forest goes to Duke. Last year, easy to forget, in Cameron, the Deacons were a heavy underdog, as they are again this year. You know what happened in that game? There was a shot at or near the buzzer by Wake to win. And it did not go down. Duke did escape with the victory. 
Wake at Duke, Danny Manning, of course, with a shot at a signature victory, but once again, a heavy underdog. NC State goes to Virginia Tech. The Wolfpack is coming off its second best win of the season. That was over Notre Dame earlier this week. The Pack visits the most surprising team in the ACC. The Hokies of first-year head coach Mike Young are overachieving with a bunch of freshmen and a lot of three-pointers and good ball handling. They're not very big. They're not at all experienced. And you could argue how talented they are, Virginia Tech. NC State is the better team, but NC State is on the road. The Wolfpack, to me, looks like an NCAA tournament team. Not up there with Duke or Florida State or Louisville or even Virginia. But whoever you think is next best in the ACC is not at all a world beater. And some weeks you feel like the difference between the bottom tier of the ACC and that middle tier, 5, 6, 7, 8, don't look a whole lot different from one another. Free for All Friday means what? More phone calls, fewer guests, plenty of my rants and musings, of course, as always. But Ian Eagle, the legendary play-by-play -play voice of the NFL on CBS, he does everything. Turner Sports, Westwood One, voice of the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA, Tennis Channel. Ian Eagle drops by third hour. Some days we hit you with three or four guests by phone or in studio on free for all friday fewer guests that leaves more time for your phone calls y'all know the deal every show in the history of sports radio has heard some version of y'all talk too much about this and not enough about that well as i have brought to the table a lot of nfl a lot of college basketball some carolina hurricanes hockey some college football as we look forward to monday night's lsu clemson matchup did you know that 80 to 90% of the gambling money is coming in on one side of the Clemson-LSU matchup, which is on pace as we speak. You don't really think about setting records this far before the kickoff, but it is on pace to be the most bet-upon college football game ever. Gambling rules, of course, in our country are changing. That allows for more legal betting. But almost 90% of the money is on one group of Tigers over the other group of the Tigers. We'll explore that in college football. Some NBA, a little golf. Did you know that a PGA pro had his lawyer go after a golf channel analyst who called him a cheat. That was just a little bit off the beaten path, but one more thing to consider. You exercise your free-for-all Friday freedoms. We hit you with a lot of down-the-middle-of-the-road NFL college basketball and other things. We go off the beaten trail from time to time as well. We'll talk Tigers, Tar Heels, Wake Duke, State Virginia Tech. We'll talk, of course, about all four NFL matchups, but we will mostly follow your lead. Ian Eagle will join us to start our third hour. Charles Hadley is producing today. Darren Vaught, our regular producer, is on assignment, as the saying goes. Intern Will, representing William Peace University, is our intern today and manning the phones. You can join us right now. Free for All Friday means I bring a lot to the table, but I allow you to steer the ship for much of this three-hour period as we are halfway to Margaritaville. Did you know Buffett tickets went on sale earlier today, making that phrase even more meaningful today than usual. We have a lot on the week that was and the weekend to come. We have free tickets to give away, as we always do, Hornets, Hurricanes, college games, and other things, but we follow your lead. As long as it has something to do with sports and or this syndicated statewide show, 
it is fair game for your question, your comment, your complaint. It could be something earlier this week that you couldn't get in on because the lines were jammed. It could be something even beyond the sports I have mentioned so far today. You lead the way on the other side. Will is taking your calls right now, 1-800-849-2761. I've got all sorts of NFL for your consideration, all sorts of college hoops. The Carolina Hurricanes had a big week with Justin Williams, the 38-year-old, three-time Stanley Cup champion, one of those with the Canes, of course, back in 06. He signed with the Canes and will be back in that uniform soon, although not tonight or tomorrow night as the Canes finish their seven-game homestand. He needs a little time to get back up to game speed. The All-Star break in the NHL is less than two weeks away. Get to PNC Arena tonight and or tomorrow night if you can. Ian Eagle on football and other things later. The Elite Eight will become the Final Four this weekend in the NFL playoffs. Closest thing to a lock I have, I believe the Chiefs will beat the Texans. I'll put it even more broadly as we come to your calls on the other side. I will be surprised if there is an upset in the AFC. I think the Ravens are better than the Titans, but I'm not counting Tennessee out because Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are a wicked quarterback-running back combination. And just scary enough that I wouldn't bet the kids' college tuition fund, even though I think the Ravens are the better team. I think the Ravens will win. I think the Ravens are best positioned to win the Super Bowl by far of anybody in the NFL. I think the Ravens will win. I'm just not going near a betting window on that one. I think the Chiefs are a lot better than the Texans. On the other side of the bracket, I won't be surprised by anything I see in the NFC. Maybe you have strong feelings, Vikings over Niners or vice versa, Seahawks at Packers, you know, or either way, I wouldn't go near either of those games with a 10-foot pole. In almost all cases, the home team in the playoffs is the favorite, rare exceptions to that rule, but surprises, I think, if they are going to await us, will happen in the NFC. The AFC, I feel like, is destined to end up with a Kansas City-Baltimore matchup. A little Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. Lines are open right now. Questions, comments, complaints, college hoops. What did you like or dislike most about your college basketball team? The one you love the most, the one you hate the most. The Roy Williams least gifted team thing became a controversy. Roy thought the media talked too much about it. ABC fans, anybody but Carolina, mocked Roy Williams for suggesting that he just doesn't have the usual talent in Chapel Hill. But I still haven't heard anybody tell me what UNC team under Roy Williams did have less talent or was less gifted. So as Jeff Capel, the pit coach, said earlier this week on our show, Roy wasn't lying. You might not like what he said or that he said it out loud, but through the eyes of other professional basketball coaches or college basketball coaches, uh, Roy wasn't lying is the bottom line. 1-800-849-2761. Line them up. You can be first if you like. Win some tickets. Talk some NFL, hockey, college football, college hoops, NBA, golf, and more. Do you know which of the Tigers? are attracting 80 to 90% of the money on Monday night in New Orleans. That college football update, Ian Eagle later on the NFL, the legendary play-by-play -play man. Your calls right now, 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us next on the David Glenn Show. Dabo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, 80. <laughs> Eight zero. The original Death Valley. You know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show.
I didn't make that for any reason other than the fact that I was telling the truth. I have never said one thing to the press to try to impress my team or try to get a message across to my team. I just say it to them, and I said to my team, once we get into ACC play, you know, we're not going to be more gifted than the other team. You can look. I've got one McDonald's All-American out there because Cole's not playing. You know, we've had some teams that have had a lot more than that, so I stand by that. Anybody wants to make something, that's, that's their prerogative. When I saw it, I mean, I feel like it was kind of true, honestly, but it definitely motivated us, but I don't think Coach mean no harm. He still believes in us. Like, it's just, it's just Coach. That's how he is. He keep it real. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Kyle wants in from Raleigh. Henry wants in from Greensboro. You can join us from Wilmington, Greenville, Rocky Mount, Fayetteville, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point, Asheville, Boone, the Queen City of Charlotte, anywhere you'd want to live in this great state. You can be next with your question or comment. We follow your lead for most of these three hours. It's once a week and only once a week that we play this game. Four days a week, more guests, more of my rants and musings one day a week because for years, since we went syndicated and statewide, people have complained the lines are always jammed. So we created Free For All Friday to allow for more phone calls. As we come to those calls, I did promise you one thing. Then we come to Kyle, then Henry, then you at 1-800-849-2761. That was, of course, UNC coach Roy Williams, his All-American from the prep ranks big man Armando Baycott. It is a huge firestorm on social media. People taking shots at Roy Williams. He shouldn't have said that out loud. How could that coach at that school ever complain about not having enough talent? Again, the critics, I've still never heard. I've not one time heard anybody say what the less gifted team is. So a lot of folks are mad at Roy and taking shots at Roy. And even on social media, I'll say, okay, you didn't like that. But what's the less gifted team? And then they say something angry back. And then I say, okay, but what's the less gifted team? And then they take another shot at Roy and another shot at the Tar Heels. And I say, okay, but what's the less gifted team? Like, at some point, you're just dealing with folks who want to be angry and clueless and ignorant. Whatever you think of whether he should have said it or not, and his players clearly don't care, as Baycott suggested, the deep, the deep nature of those relationships allows Roy Williams to, as Jeff Capel said earlier this week on our show, the pithead coach, Roy has earned the right to speak his mind to whatever degree he thinks is the right fit. He's a Hall of Famer. He has led his teams to 29 of the last 30 NCAA tournaments. This year's Tar Heels obviously do have less talent and are putting that 29 out of 30 type trend in jeopardy. We'll see how they handle Clemson again tomorrow. The forever streak is at stake. Clemson has never won in Chapel Hill in men's basketball over the Tar Heels, and you can't assume anything given the way the Tar Heels have played through their 8-7 and seven start. So I think it's more of a firestorm on social media, some unnecessary cheap shots. The bottom line is, without Cole Anthony, the Tar Heels aren't very good, and with Cole Anthony, they weren't elite. And that is different than what we usually say about Carolina basketball. In college football, 80% to 90% of the gambling money is coming in on one side of Monday night's game. As we come to Kyle and Henry and you, 1-800-849-2761. Keep in mind, in the NFL right now, the Titans and Ravens, when you play the point spread, which is 10 points in that case, Vegas wants half the money on either side, right, or close to it. Guess where the money is in the NFL right now? Half on the Titans plus 10, half on the Ravens minus 10. Same with Texans at Chiefs. 
a little more than half of the money is on the Chiefs, minus nine and a half. A little less than half of the money, 47%, is on the Texans, plus nine and a half. Same thing to slightly less degrees with Minnesota at San Francisco and Seattle at Green Bay. They don't want lopsided money on one side. That's not how they do their business. In college football right now, almost 90% of the money is on the LSU Tigers over the Clemson Tigers, and it is on pace to be the most bet-upon game this coming Monday night in the history of college football. The Clemson Tigers, remember, went 15-0 last year, first ever to put up that record in the history of college football, Dabo Sweeney's second national championship with the Tigers. They're 14-0 this year, so somebody's going to be 15-0, either the LSU Tigers or the Clemson Tigers. It's a six-point spread in Vegas. LSU, of course, the favorite in New Orleans on Monday night. The line opened as LSU favored by three, but because of all the money on the LSU Tigers, it has grown to six as Vegas tries to even things up a little bit. 1-800-849-2761. Kyle in the triangle. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. Thank you. Uh, sure, if you covered this earlier in the week, I apologize. All but, good. Um, um, I, uh, I, I am a fan of Matt Rule. I'm a fan of his success. I'm a fan of his story. And as someone that's not a Panthers fan, I hope he finds a lot of success with the Panthers. But in listening to that press conference, my, my hot take opinion on it was that it just came across as, as way over the top and not something that moves the needle with the roster in the NFL. Am I, am I crazy? No, you agree? you're not crazy, but you might agree with me on my follow-up as we go to our next call. Will it end up mattering is the question in the longer run because here's my experience. You know, Browns fans right now are saying, what's going on with the coaching carousel, man? Carolina got this hot up-and-coming college coach and Matt Rule, and there are plenty of skeptics, right? Lou Holtz and Nick Saban and Steve Spurrier and other great college coaches failed when they jumped to the NFL. But as Browns fans say, why are we the ones, you know, stuck without a chair when the music stops playing and Dallas gets their guy and Mike McCarthy and Washington gets its guy and Ron Rivera, formerly of the Panthers, and the Giants get their guy. There's skepticism about him as well, but he's from Bill Belichick's staff at the Patriots. You know what Browns fans won't care about if they find the right guy? They won't care about the journey. They won't care about the search. They won't care that they thought they had this guy, that guy, or that guy, and somebody else beat them to the punch. Everybody forgets about the process when the coach turns out to be the right fit. And then if the Browns hire a guy who face plants, they're going to get attacked for the process and everybody else beat them to the punch. Similarly, if Matt Rule wins with the Panthers, nobody is going to say anything but nice things for those who didn't see it about his Southern preacher-style opening press conference as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Now, it didn't bother me either way. Again, it's, it's all, it reminds me of the saying, you know, everybody's, everybody's got uh, a big mouth or an agenda or a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. Like bulletin board material and, and shots across the bow and verbal back and forth leading up to a football game or a basketball game or whatever. You know what happens? When the game begins, it really doesn't matter. It just doesn't. It's about execution and talent and all the usual things. And whatever back and forth happened during the week goes out the window and really doesn't impact winning or losing hardly ever. Similarly, if Matt Rule is a success with the Carolina Panthers, he's going to be known as 
fun and different and he is actually the son of a preacher. It sounds like a punchline, but he, he is actually the son of a preacher, and he definitely comes across that way. Now, I think you're fair to raise the question, does Matt Rule understand that the rah-rah preacher style tends to click with 18- to 22-year-old young men in the college setting where he spent 20 of the last 21 years as a coach, including here at Western Carolina as an assistant to our guest this week, Kent Briggs, with the Catamounts, one of those 21 years in an NFL setting back with the New York Giants. Does he understand that rah-rah preacher guy tends to not translate as well to grown men, some of whom make as much or more than he makes, and many of whom have wives and families, etc.? Matt Rule understands that. So, again, if he fails, you know what's going to be the storyline? David Tepper shouldn't have taken a chance on a college coach for every Jimmy Johnson who jumps to the Dallas Cowboys and wins two Super Bowl titles after success in college. There's a Lou Holtz, a Nick Saban, a Steve Spurrier, a somebody else who face-planted as an NFL head coach. And how dare they think that the son of a preacher style was going to work with these grown men. That'll be the narrative if Matt Rule fails. If Matt Rule wins, everybody forgets any negativity. All the cheap shots about preacher style delivery go away. You you all know the bottom line. It's a bottom line business. It didn't scare me away because how you are in a press conference is one thing and frankly doesn't matter much with your relationship with your players. How you are face-to-face with those grown men, that's what matters. And we don't really know enough about Matt Rule at this point to be sure about that. Henry is in Greensboro. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. NFL matchups, Vikings at 49ers. I have a fun fact for you. Titans at Ravens, at least one fun fact. Texans at Chiefs. My lock of the weekend or the closest to it, just don't bet the kids' college tuition fund. Seahawks at Packers, I have one fun fact for each, at least one for each of the four divisional round games. Henry, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey there. I appreciate you taking taking me on your show. Sure, man. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, I'm too old uh, to uh, be too interested in – all the gaming and all the sports and stuff, but uh, I am interested uh, when it comes to uh, grit and determination and uh, uh, just the game itself. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but anyway, I've got a, a, a an idea, uh, and it says y'all have a syndicated show. This is kind of off the wall. Lay it on us. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, the idea I have is for the uh, college football championship. All right. And I think if the crew down there, somebody on the crew that does the field or designs the field, hears this, and since you're a syndicated show, that's a possibility, maybe they should uh, make some tiger prints, the one that's like on the Clemson Tiger helmet. All right. At each end of the field. Uh, since they're both tigers hmm. coming out of their holes <laughs> right. out to the field and with big tiger prints leading through the center of the field. By the way, have you have you ever driven in the state of South Carolina toward Clemson, South Carolina? By I any chance? You, you, I'm sorry, Henry, say that again. 
I have. I haven't. Okay. When you're on your way to Clemson, South Carolina, you know, one of the fun things about Monday night is that LSU claims that its home field is Death Valley and Clemson claims its home field is Death Valley. And they kind of use it in different ways and they argue about, you know, who was there first. And, of course, the game is in New Orleans, so it's not technically LSU's home field in Baton Rouge, uh, but it is – kind of sort of in their backyard right but if you're driving to the death valley in clemson south carolina at some point you will see on the highway big orange tiger paws and it's it's almost like somebody would leave you know breadcrumbs for a for an animal or whatever in the in the wilderness you know it's essentially follow these tiger paws and you'll end up at death valley where the clemson tigers play football so there's a little bit of your brilliant idea already in effect. And I think that's been the case. I was first at Death Valley and Clemson in 1987, and I know there were already Tiger Paws on the highway back then. So I, I don't know when that originated. But they're thinking along your lines. Uh, I don't know if they would sort of customize the national championship field simply because it turned out to be Tigers versus Tigers. You could have, what, purple and orange Tiger Paw-themed Tiger Paws? you got to make the... You got to make the center of it orange, right? But Clemson uses purple, so maybe you could make the perimeter of the paw purple. And then on LSU, you'd have what? The purple and gold, right? So I, I'm okay with that. I just have a feeling Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoff, uh, and, and we know him. So we can forward Henry and Greensboro's idea. In all seriousness, we do know these decision makers. It may be too late to get the Superdome in New Orleans prepared that way. 1-800-849-2761. Matt and Wake Forest once in on Roy Williams. He'll be first up on the other side. The Tar Heels have a forever streak at stake in college basketball tomorrow. It is the 7-7 seven and seven basketball Clemson Tigers, who are not very good this year, visiting the 8-7 and seven North Carolina Tar Heels, who, for a change, also are not very good this year. Roy Williams again called it the least gifted team of his 17 in Chapel Hill. The Heels are still without their star freshman point guard, Cole Anthony, who is expected back later this month after his knee surgery. Until then, it is an ordinary by UNC standards looking roster with a couple of good big men, Garrison Brooks and Armando Baycott, but very little guard play that strikes of ACC caliber. We'll get to Matt and Wake Forest on more college basketball. Others want in on college football. Jimmy Garoppolo's worst career start in his entire NFL career came against what opponent? You will like the answer to that question if you are watching the games this weekend. Which teams blitz the most in the NFL? And which quarterback, also in action this weekend, was one of the best against the Blitz all regular season long. Another fun fact for you. We'll jump back to your phone calls as well. 1-800-849-2761. NFL, Canes hockey, college basketball, college football, little NBA, little sprinkling of golf for you on this Friday in January. You could be next with your question, comment, or complaint. As long as it has to do with sports and or this show, it is fair game for you at 1-800-849-2761. More of your phone calls with more of those headlines next on the David Glenn Show. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. The 
greatness of the men who have played the game for this franchise. As I sit here and I accept this tremendous opportunity, I just want you to know that I will work tirelessly each day to bring you guys a championship because that's what this region deserves. And that's what the players who came before us deserve. And that's what the guys in that locker room, as I've had a chance to meet them, that's what they deserve. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. He did it at Temple, he did it at Baylor. Can he do it with the Carolina Panthers of the NFL? We shall see. That was Matt Rule in his own words from his press conference a little bit earlier this week. Credit to him on this as we come back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls. Matt is in Wake Forest and has college basketball on his mind. A whole lot of folks want in on the NFL. Vikings at 49ers, Titans at Ravens tomorrow, Texans at Chiefs, Seahawks at Packers on Sunday. I have at least one fun, makes you go, hmm, fact about each of those matchups give credit to Matt rule he just got here he already knows the region speak right he already knows don't just say Charlotte because the Panthers are located in the Queen City here in North Carolina don't just say North Carolina just because the Panthers are technically located a little bit of that border that separates the Palmetto State from our side of the border make sure you think about it as the Carolinas make sure you talk about a region more than you talk about a city or a state he might be the son of a preacher he's also got some good old-fashioned common sense a little blend of those things on display Play, as Matt Rule was introduced by the Panthers owner David Tepper after their bromance in Waco, Texas at the beginning of the week. Amazing. I'm still struck by the idea that you could go from never meeting someone in person and in a span of 24 hours, that person offers you a seven-year deal worth 62 to $70 million based on essentially a... Of course, they did their due diligence before they flew to Waco, Texas, right? But in terms of face-to-face, -face, there was a five- to six-hour conversation in the kitchen at Matt Rule's house with his wife occasionally walking into the room to see if anybody needed anything to eat or drink, with the kids running around, with Matt Rule just getting back from the airport from the family's vacation to Mexico. David Tepper's car was in the driveway when Matt Rule got back. Five or six hours into that conversation, they pulled the plug. Supposedly, GM Marty Herney was a little skeptical of a college guy. But halfway through, David Tepper said he could, so he could see Marty Herney go from skeptic in the first two hours to, like, recruiter. Like, not, I think this is my guy. I got to talk him into taking the Panthers job. Rather than, remember, Matt Rule is a New York City guy by birth and he was raised there until his family moved to state college pa where he became a walk-on for joe paterno as a linebacker right there in state college at penn state he was a new york city guy and the giants had him as their number one target and david tepper saw marty herney become the recruiter and guess what the giants never got that interview you want to talk about pouncing at the right time. If he's the right guy, David Tepper deserves a lot of credit because the hometown guy was going to get a whopper of an offer from the New York Giants, according to all reports, and David Tepper beat those Giants to that punch. Matt and Wake Forest, you are next on the David Glenn Show. Those out there can follow Matt if they'd like. Questions, comments, complaints are all welcome. Mostly college, fo college football, NFL, and college hoops today. We'll sprinkle in some canes and hockey, NBA, golf, but we follow 
follow your lead. Ian Eagle, the legendary play-by-play -play man for the NFL on CBS, drops by third hour. By design, our only guest. Lines tend to be jammed Monday through Thursday. You can take advantage of Free For All Friday right now at 1-800-849-2761. Like many this week, Matt in Wake Forest has Roy Williams and the North Carolina Tar Heels on his mind. Matt, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I thank you for having me on. Sure. Um, I actually consider myself more of a realistic fan. Yeah. Um, and I feel that Roy Williams actually can, he deserves a pass, to be honest with you. Last, you know, five years, we already had a championship. Not a, not very many blue blood, uh, caliber teams can say that much. Right. And, and when you, you say, know, when you say a realistic fan, you, you mean specifically you're a realistic UNC fan or just like a college yeah, basketball? Okay, UNC. A realistic UNC fan. So I'm not thinking the sky is falling or this is the end of the world or we should fire Roy or anything right. like that. It's, you know what, he deserves a bad season. You know, he's deserved that right. And, you know, we're missing Cole Anthony, just like Duke. If they would have lost R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, like, that's understandable. Of course. Or Mike Krzyzewski have a bad year. So. Tell me this. What yeah. would be, and, and you sound like a level-headed person. Some fans are. Some fans clearly are not. What is a fair expectation? Let's assume, remember, Cole Anthony's knee surgery was mid-December. They said four to six weeks he'd be out, which means mid to late January. So we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, some have said he shouldn't even come back. Some people who have his future NBA mega millions in mind say, why bother wasting or risking that, you know, for any college team, not just UNC. Let's assume Cole Anthony comes back. We all know he has lottery-level talent. We all know the Tar Heels beat, I think, one of the 10 best teams in the country, Oregon. This UNC team beat Oregon with Cole Anthony. Oregon's not going away. Oregon's a really good basketball team, so that's a signature victory for the Tar Heels, and that's this group. I mean, you know, without them, it's kind of Garrison Brooks, sometimes Armando Baycott, and not much more. What would be a fair request of Roy Williams? Like, you're not going to – it wouldn't – Roy Williams, even with his, I agree with him, least gifted team of his 17 in Chapel Hill, should not finish at the bottom of the ACC right? I think we can all agree with that. Other teams would love an Armando Baycott and a Garrison Brooks, and everybody would love a Cole Anthony when he gets healthy again. So that's at least, you know, two and a half to three building blocks. Veteran forward Garrison Brooks, promising but not quite there yet. Freshman center Armando Baycott, and then just sensational Cole Anthony whenever he comes back. Would you say he has enough time that he should still make the NCAA tournament, or are you just chalking up this season as like NIT or worse entirely? Um, I think worst, worst case scenario, that would be NIT and no postseason. Best case scenario in my mind would be close to the last four in. Huh. We would be in that like range. Interesting. To be honest with you. Appreciate you listening, Matt. Good luck with the kids. 1-800-849-2761. As a phone guest, I have done in my career way more sports radio shows where I was the guest rather than, in this case, of course, I am the host. The number of times when my kids were younger, Anthony is 20 now, Avery is 17 now, my daughter. So now they're not crying in the background, the way Matt's child was trying to scream or do something in the background. All those phone appearances on other people's sports radio shows, sometimes, and they don't tell you when it's coming, when the kids are small, they cry a lot. They're really loud when they cry. And when they're small enough, 
you can't say in a way that they would understand, uh, Daddy's on a radio show right now. Could you stop crying for just a little while? These things usually last 8 to 10 minutes. Could you stop crying so the people on the other end don't hear your blistering screams while we're trying to talk sports? It doesn't work that way. Uh, those who have young children are nodding their heads in agreement with me right now. It was a tricky time. Now, if I'm at the office and I'm doing a sports radio show by phone, no problems. You know, intern Will doesn't cry out loud all that often when he's at the next cubicle, occasionally, but rarely. The little kids, you know, it can be disruptive. It can be tricky, and it happens with callers from time to time as well. I respect that. More of your free-for-all Friday phone calls on the other side. I would encourage folks to look at it this way. Again, the only way to debate whether Roy Williams was right about his least gifted team, to win your debate, you have to tell me which one was less gifted. You can argue all the other stuff. He should have said it, shouldn't have said it, disrespected his team, threw him under the bus. I didn't see those things. I didn't see Roy Williams throwing his team under the bus. I saw Roy Williams telling the truth. Now, he's rolling his eyes that the media and fans and social media have run with it, but he's also been around long enough to know that when a Hall of Fame coach makes an extreme statement about his own team, it is going to get headlines. Roy Williams knows that. Now, he compared it to, I can't believe it's getting so much attention. It's like if somebody started to write about my lucky socks or whatever. That was one of his analogies. Well, Coach, and he knows this. He's a really fair-minded guy. I've been dealing with Roy Williams for 30-plus years. And whereas I know, because I was an intermediary for some of these things, there have been other sports radio hosts and other sports journalists that Roy was mad at, and I had a time or two played intermediary because I knew both parties and tried to help everybody make nice. I've had zero problems with Roy Williams. You can criticize if you're fair. You can praise if you're fair, right? As long as you're accurate and fair, most of these coaches understand. Roy does know that whether he said this is not this year, of course, but if he said at some point in his career, you know what, guys, I think this is the most gifted team I've ever had. That's going to make headlines, and he knows it. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a three-time NCAA champion. He made 29 of the last 30 NCAA tournaments. He had national title contenders many times at Kansas. He's had them many times at Carolina. He has punched through three different times with the Tar Heels. He's had others that fell short. But if he said from his basketball genius mind, this is the most gifted team I've ever had, of course that's a headline. It's probably on the front page at ESPN.com. Similarly, and this is where I kind of lose Coach a little bit. He can't, he, he can't believe his lucky socks. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. It was like Duke a few years ago saying they can't believe there was so much coverage of Grayson Allen tripping people. Really? Like, how about this? Don't have your high-profile guard trip people on purpose. And then the media doesn't have to decide how far they run, want to run with it. Similarly, Roy cannot say least gifted. I don't believe it's the end of the world that he did say least gifted. But being surprised that the media is going to run with that, it's an extreme analysis, right? If you said somebody was your most gifted team, that's a big statement, man. He's been at this for three-plus decades. That would be a huge statement if he described any of his teams, Kansas or Carolina, this is the best team I've ever had, the most gifted team I've ever had. That's a headline. By any standard of journalism, that is a headline. So is, this is my least gifted team. Coaches don't typically speak that bluntly and candidly. That doesn't mean you have to like it. As Jeff Capel of Pitt said, Roy wasn't lying.
as every basketball coach I know has agreed, Roy is right. This is his least gifted team. The fans out there attacking him for that part are just clueless. They don't know what they're talking about. They're pointing to recruiting rankings instead of pointing to the eyeball and brain test. Stop digging up recruiting rankings. Lean on your eyeballs and your brain. How many special players does Roy Williams have healthy right now? Maybe one. Garrison Brooks is a pretty reliable guy. Special might be stretching it a little bit. Some nights he is special. Roy's only truly special player is hurt and is out for whatever, four to six weeks. How many special players are there around the ACC? Well, Louisville has at least one in Jordan Wara, and he's healthy. Syracuse has at least one in Elijah Hughes, and he's healthy. Virginia has at least one in Mamadi Diakite, and he's healthy. I would argue Duke has at least two in Vernon Carey in the post and Trey Jones at point guard. NC State has some special players. C.J. Bryce and the way he played the other night, uh, Markel Johnson. C.J.'s not healthy right now, but he's coming back soon, assumedly. Florida State has at least one special guy in Devin Vassell. Virginia Tech has at least one special guy in Landers Nolly. Notre Dame has at least one special guy in John Mooney. In almost all of those examples, that guy is healthy. And in Roy Williams' case, that guy is not healthy. Other years, if you have six prep All-Americans instead of one healthy one, or you know seven future NBA players instead of one healthy one, Roy Williams wouldn't miss his one star as much. This year, the roster is not as good. It's not close. You could say it's Roy's fault that he doesn't have as much talent as he usually does. Of course, that directs back on the head coach. But there, some of this conversation is truly nonsensical. Let's get it back to an intelligent track. 1-800-849-2761. Next on The David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on The David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show. Hour two, we'll begin with more of your phone calls. Line them up, 1-800-849-2761. A lot of folks excited about college basketball. Wake at Duke, State at Virginia Tech, and then Clemson and the forever streak at stake with the Tigers visiting the Tar Heels. More one in on the Roy Williams part of that equation. More NFL fun facts. How about this one? Number six seeds in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs have lost eight in a row in 19 of the last 24. File that away. The Vikings are a six seed heading to San Francisco. But how about this for another fun fact in the same game? Jimmy Garoppolo's worst career start against anyone was against the Minnesota Vikings just last year. Points to ponder for the NFL divisional round matchups. More of those fun facts on the other games with more of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. Next. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Moo you and Agriculture you. And I remember walking in the press conference saying I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show.